Welcome to the Kick Pod, your weekly DNM on the stuff that matters. Welcome back. Oh, thanks, Lawsy. How are you? Good. I've missed you. I know. I feel like I. I mean, I miss you every day now. <laughs> I, I don't know. get to speak to you as much. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> These like weekly podcasts now that I'm back are going to be like our catch up time. I feel like that is depressing. No, this I mean, is the okay. only time we're catching up. Not the up. only time, not the <laughs> only time. But I feel like, you know, when we were seeing each other every single day and talking yep. every single day, like obviously I love doing the podcast with you always, Laws, of course. But now it's like <laughs> <laughs> a genuine full catch up. True, 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 true. Very true. And at least I don't need to introduce you because everyone knows who you are and all the co-hosts that I've had, which have been great. Oh, you know I what I need keep to do? forgetting to introduce them until like five minutes in. I'm like, right, you're not Steph. So maybe people don't know you as in you're not in the community. So, but you're easy. I feel like I need to lower my voice like Dalton did in, in your podcast. Was that me. too much? totally like Was that? Oh my God, stop. And we, I was <laughs> laughing. There's a review on Apple Podcast saying um, Dalton's voice like ooh la la. <laughs> It was very like low. And, I'm like, dead. Yeah. I was no. It was holy dooly. I was like holy dooly. I was <laughs> laughing. He just goes in this weird mode. I'm like, this is too much. Serious dolts. It, it was very serious. But it was good. I liked it. I really did. Oh, it was weird. After <laughs> we did it, I was like, it was one of those ones that I was like, oh, look, if I, if I cared enough about what people thought of me, I would have re-recorded it because <laughs> but you I don't was care. Like, That's great. Yeah. Well, yeah. I kind of cared, but I was like, I also can't be bothered re-recording this. <laughs> No, it was really good. It was really good. and But it was funny, like, as soon as you pointed out that his voice was low, like, the next sentence, he went and did his really high voice. I was oh, like, well. goodness me. Goodness me. Anyway, I'm glad you're back and Thank you're you. not Dalton. <laughs> Sorry, Dalton. So, yeah. well, obviously we're going to get into how you are Thank in you. this episode because oh, nice. this is a very exciting episode. <laughs> we're also back to recording in Harvey's nursery, nursery mm. except now he's actually he's actually here and yeah. he's but he's not actually here, no he's called Harvey yeah no he's not here I wish he was but fair enough he's not in here um <laughs> have you got a special share I okay my special share I've got I've kind of got it can't be Harvey because I've done that before <laughs> that was my special share the first week you left I think it was your special share on the, or the second podcast. week I think you said something like mm, I think pregnant. it was two weeks That's in my a row share. yeah <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. okay um yeah I've got um kind of two special shares yes one is just a general one for expecting mamas out there um and it is to try and connect with other people that are pregnant if you can or that have recently been pregnant that's nice um because I found like I didn't have any oh actually I do have some super close friends who who are pregnant right this moment but I didn't have any of my like super close girlfriends um you know, around to talk about like their most recent birth and all that sort of stuff. And I found it incredibly helpful connecting with people, even if they were people I might've only met, you know, once or twice or a friend of a friend, you bond so much, I feel over an experience like pregnancy. And for me, um, anytime I was feeling not judged, but like maybe questioning Mm. things throughout my pregnancy or even coming up to my birth, um, I found it really, really helpful connecting with those mums that I'd kind of bonded with over my pregnancy and now that he's here I'm like so excited for mum dates and stuff with them that I just I feel like yeah it really like helped me mentally 
Um, so do your best, even even if, even if it's virtually. Like I haven't seen any of those people in person yet, um, but it still made a massive How difference. How are you talking to them? On Just like on messages? DMs yeah, and yeah. now I've got their numbers. And, oh, yeah, gorgeous. That sort of thing. And like our community is a place that you're welcome to connect with those kind of people. I know definitely since we've launched the Kickbump program, there's been more mums in our community, which is amazing. So feel free to use that community to reach out and find other mums for sure if you don't know anyone mm. that's pregnant. Um, and then my other my – other, um, special share. You're allowed to have two because you've been away for how many <laughs> weeks? Three? Three <laughs> yeah. weeks? Yeah. So which, can I just say champion effort. Like oh, that's a pretty impressive. <laughs> also, I didn't force Steph back, by the way. I'm not like some like, you she must come back. To come you back. said you were ready. No, I was really ready. I, yeah. I was very excited for this podcast. Um, is one of our um, prenatal Pilates flows that I really enjoyed during my pregnancy that I'm so mm-hmm. excited is now – in the app for everyone who oh, was pregnant to try. Oh, because you couldn't tell anyone yeah. because it's obviously I like, got to do them, but no one else. Did. Steph was doing all of them, but she couldn't <laughs> say what she was doing because it wasn't available. No. So now you can exactly. share. I can share them. So probably one of my favourites out of the prenatal Pilates is the booty burner with Steph. Um, that you know, is that you? Me, yeah. <laughs> it's with me and Christina, and it's been my favourite since we filmed it. Like we filmed it, and then I was so excited for it to actually, you know. I have the actual content to then follow and then for it to be in the app for all of you guys to follow. So Booty Burner with Steph is, yeah, a really and I feel a like good Booty Burner. <laughs> even if you're not prenatal, you could probably yeah, still do it because absolutely. we did at our kick event yeah. some prenatal Pilates, our kick bump event, which was awesome. And Steph came with a 12-week, 12-week-old Harvey, which was just amazing. <laughs> but because obviously Steph couldn't do it, I did it. And because I was on the stage... I couldn't not do it properly. <laughs> and we did one, obviously a prenatal one, and it was so hard on my glutes. And I had to do it twice. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, you had to do it twice. Oh, my goodness. And I am so sore today. Well, good. That's good. Yeah. Activate those glutes. But yeah. yeah. What's your special share? My special share. Well, it is a show. Okay. Oh, have I, I've told you to watch this okay. already. Ted Lasso. Yes. Have to watch it. On my it's list. on Apple. And I love it. It is just a feel-good show. It is about a British soccer team Mm -hmm. and the – Richmond, they're called. The owner of the soccer team is a very rich man that cheats on his husband – on her – his wife. That would make more sense. And he – she then owns the club in their divorce. And so she – has all these plans and she brings on this coach that's not very experienced, which is Ted Lasso. And he is the nicest person ever. Okay. And it is a beautiful story. There's a bit of sport. There's a bit of romance. There's a bit of comedy. Easy to watch. Really good. It's only – there's another season coming out, but there's only 10 episodes and it's they're 30 minutes. So you okay, can great. literally watch it Change in a night, it. depending yeah. on, like, how much time you have. Amazing. You, you can get it done. But it's it is so good. Like, I, it was one of those – We I think we watched, like, seven episodes on Sunday or something. And then – Actually, it's not three hours because that it's three, definitely more than that. <laughs> 30 minutes times 10. What's that? 300 minutes. 300 minutes. Mm. Let's pretend we're both really good at math. <laughs> Wait, what oh am I now? I have an excuse. I've just anyway, had a baby. <laughs> seven out. Seven. <laughs> okay, no, I, I can't. I can't either. You know, we're, we're recording in late afternoons these days, mm. so it's our brains might not too. be as fantastic. Anyway. <laughs> I don't even know why it actually matters how long it took me to watch it on Sunday, but it was one of those shows that then I went away Monday night and I was like, oh, I can't watch it because Dalton and I are watching it together. Okay. But then he ended up watching it anyway, which is just so mean. Oh, I know I, I didn't that. know, but I was like, I've, I love shows when you just want to keep watching them. Mm. Anyway, highly 
recommend. And also, we've got a new segment since you've left. I've oh. changed it all. No, I haven't. Oh, but God. do you remember how I always say, please send in your falling over stories? Have you got one? We've got a few. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just going to read one okay. because, like, you know, why not? Yeah. Make just for a bit better. of Wednesday morning laughs. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so this is from a wonderful Kit community member. And she was in Spain in 2019, pre-COVID. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to read from her voice. I okay. feel like it will be more impactful. I what was do you mean from her voice? She's written in first person, so I was changing it to third person. Oh, I thought you I'm were going like to put on an accent. No. I was like, okay. <laughs> no, 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 no. I was getting off a bus or a coach, one of the high ones that may have – you know what, if I, I need to bring my laptop close, I'm going to this again back because so it's not going to be funny if I don't read it properly. I was getting off a bus or a coach, one of the high ones that have maybe five or six steps to get on. I was asleep for most of the way, so it was a bit, oh, this is a big word I haven't seen before, discombobulated, oh, yeah. wonderful, getting off and somehow I missed the first step and slipped and proceeded to keep sliding down the stairs, thudding on my bum. Oh. It was something out of a slapstick comedy. <laughs> I wish it was filmed, my backpack ended up over my head and my sunglasses <laughs> fell off and everyone on the bus saw. It's one of those moments in life where you just have to laugh at yourself. Recently, my dad told me this quote, something about laughing yourself, laughing at yourself when you make a mistake and that laughter turning into manure. And the manure helps you grow. Oh, right. <laughs> it's so true. Anyway, I thought that was so funny. That is very funny. And you can totally picture it as well. <laughs> And I probably would have laughed at her, I'm sorry, if I was on that bus. It's one of those moments that you're like, I wish someone filmed it. Yeah. You know, but like when you, when I fall over, I'm always like, God, this would have been funny if someone filmed it. (laughs) Anyway, love it. Thank you so much for making me feel better about my clumsiness. (laughs) Anyone else want to send one in, please? (laughs) Please do. It's enjoyable to hear about. But now for the actual segment that you know about. Yeah. Great. Thank you. (laughs) And I feel like we're sick of my voice. So would you like to read it? I can read it for sure. So this D&M is a relationship D&M. She says, I am 23 and I've never been in a serious relationship. I have slept with quite a few guys and the longest I have been casually seeing someone is eight months. I feel that every guy that comes along only wants to sleep with me and I'm beginning to feel used. I always just go in with the mindset of maybe if I sleep with them first, it'll turn into something more. It never really does and sometimes it just ends up, I just end up sleeping with them for the sake of it and not enjoying it. I want to know what has happened to the guys who actually took girls on dates and got to know them before sleeping with them. I'm now worried that if someone comes along and finds out that I'm 23 and I've never been in love, they will think there is something wrong with me. Do you have any advice on how I can meet a new guy that won't just use me on their terms or snap me when they're are drunk in town. Um, this is beginning to take an emotional toll and I'm starting to compare myself to my friends and family who are in relationships or engaged. I don't want to be single and there's nothing wrong with that. But for me, I know that I'm ready for someone special. I don't know if I'm sending the wrong message um, to guys or if I'm putting too much pressure on myself. Oh my goodness. Can I just say to start with, that if someone comes along and finds out you've never been in love and you're 23, there is nothing wrong with that. No, I'm sure there's yeah. a lot of people you're that like haven't 60, been in love yeah. with their 23 or they thought they have and then yeah. like when I was 16 I thought I loved my boyfriend. Oh, but absolutely. like maybe I, I didn't. Absolutely didn't. I, yeah, probably, probably didn't. So there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. And I think there's definitely guys out there who mm. will not just mm. text you at 
two eight. What what are they? Booty call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or Snapchat you, you and there. stuff like that for sure. I think um, they are absolutely out there, and um, I mean it. It's. I can't speak from my own experience because I jumped it from one very serious relationship mm. into the next. I haven't had, you know, much of a single life. Um, and so I, you know, never really had to go through that kind of dating and meeting a stranger and, you know, do you kiss them on the first date, all of that kind of debacle. I, I didn't – everyone that I've dated or um, have ended up in a relationship with were friends first. So I can't speak from my own experience, um, but I totally agree with you, Laws. I think that if you're, if one of your biggest concerns is that someone would find that strange, you haven't been in love, I think absolutely take that mm. out of your mind, first of all, um, because there's no issue with that whatsoever. Um, and when it comes to sex, I think it's, it is hard because it's like, I mean, it's something that as well, like if, if you're someone that likes, you know, being sexually active and and you're comfortable to do that with someone that you've you know just met or had a first date and everything there's also nothing wrong with that as Mm. well and um I don't want you to think that it's something that like you know just has to come down to you and your decision and if you have sex with them on the first date then that just must mean that that's all you were interested in too um it's not just up to you but as Laura said there's absolutely guys out there who would respect your decision if you want to turn around and go on a date and just be open about taking it slow or like you know, not take that step, absolutely do it. And you will find a decent guy that will be totally fine with that. Mm, I agree. I think that's great advice. And I think if someone doesn't want to see you for a second date because you didn't sleep with them on the first, they then they are not. Yeah. They're not a great. Yeah. They're not a great one. And as you said, like you you don't really um, enjoy it anymore if they're not emo- emotionally kind of into it. I can imagine that for sure. I wonder also, observation, mm. because again, I have not – I've been the same and then I've kind of gone from long-term relationships to long-term relationships. But I, from experience, when I was 18, some of the guys, actually, I did see some guys Mm. and (laughs) on the street, I saw them on the street. No, (laughs) we were seeing each other. We weren't dating. Yeah, yeah. And I found that for a while I was seeing the same type of guy. Yeah. Bit of the player, like P-L-A-Y-A. Oh, player. Type. Okay types and they all wanted to Be just physical yeah but all, I would I didn't I was like <laughs> sorry <laughs> but not that there's anything wrong with that if you do but I didn't because I was younger yeah at 18 I wasn't ready or at 17 but at that time I was going for the type of guy that that's what they did to all the girls they yeah. were with and I knew that and I was like I'll change them yeah I, no yeah. <laughs> no I didn't you know so I feel like is it also maybe have a look at who – because I think sometimes it's like such a stereotype but mm. the nice guys are usually mm. – there's the players mm. and then there's the nice guys mm. and there's also a lot of people in between. But I find that may, maybe you're looking for the players maybe yeah. and then maybe <laughs> there's some nice guys there that are waiting for you and you can't even see them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. That's true. Does that make any sense? Yeah, yeah. I don't know what's wrong in my brain. I just like <laughs> hearing you say players. Anyway, 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 but I shouldn't be sleep deprived because you're the one that is sleep deprived. Okay. What's wrong with me? <laughs> you're, you're like running the ship at the moment. Oh, goodness. <laughs> anyway, anyway, anyway. So this is why we're here. We're here for you, Steffi. We oh. want to hear all about you. Okay. Harvey, we've got some awesome questions from the community that you guys sent in. Thank you very much. I've collated them all, worked Good. out which ones were appropriate. Okay. <laughs> And the first one I would like to start with mm. is about Harvey's name. I thought, where else to start but Harvey's name? When did you decide on it? Yep. 
Who knew before Harvey was born? No joking, oh that God. wasn't a question. But <laughs> <laughs> and why did you call him Harvey? Uh, so I wish we had a cooler story behind his name. Okay. Um, but you don't have to have a cool story. No, you really don't, and we don't. But you know what? It's um, we had a we had a list. I've always had a list. To be honest, I've had a list for years, um, and. There was probably about three names that we were really into and that we were really sure we're going to be there till the end. And then we started, I think it was through this app. It's almost like it's almost like a Tinder where you swipe for the names that you like and then you mm-hmm. swipe a different direction if you don't like it. And your partner has the app too and they do the oh same Oh, my God, thing. you match. <laughs> and it shows you the ones that you both like. Yes. And we were playing on that and then I'm not sure if it actually came up on the app or if that app just sparked a conversation of more names to add to the list. But mm-hmm. I remember when, when Josh was saying, like, let's, like, keep thinking. I was almost, like, upset because I, I really liked the names that we had already and I was mm. like, oh, but, you know, why don't you like these names anymore? What's going on? Um, but then Harvey just randomly came up and I just kept saying it out loud and I was like, oh, I really like this name. I feel like... I feel like a Harvey could, you know, could be anything in the world. Like he could literally be any type of person and like anything and whatever. I don't know. I just feel like it's such a a name that suits anybody. <laughs> I don't know how Especially to if that. he grows up to be a hot, shot, amazing <laughs> <Lawyer>. hot lawyer. <laughs> exactly. Like Harvey Specter. And that's the thing is the only. It wasn't from Suits, was it? No, no. it wasn't. But, like, but I, he's, he's, he's a hot great. guy. And know? I really, really <laughs> loved Harvey Specter in Suits. Loved Suits. So like. If, you know, if I say that name out loud and I think of Harvey Specter, it's not a bad thing in my book. So I'm, like, quite happy about that. So, um, but, yeah, anyway, we both really liked it. And then it ended up, you know, kind of being on the list with the other three names and then it got a star next to it and then the other names kind of disappeared. Because you do shared notes. I do, yeah. It's really cute. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then we just started – we probably decided on it probably halfway through our pregnancy, like Mm -hmm. around 20 weeks, and that's when we started saying his name out loud to each other Mm -hmm. and, like, actually calling him that – and but it wasn't until like forty weeks that I actually wrote his name down and you know kind you of drew made a it really official. nice. Is it in here? Yes, it is. Oh my goodness, I'm looking at it. I'm definitely blind. And Seth drew his fallen. name with all of these cartoons around yeah. him. Yeah, for his room, his name. But I waited. Have I you left. Po- have you shared that or is it? I like, haven't. No, because you should show. You should share. Okay, well, so people can visualize. I'll, I'll share it when this podcast goes live. Um, but yeah, I drew this thing for his room, and I left the center of it empty for so long for his name for when we decided. So yeah, like week forty when we were waiting for him to come, decided to write it in, and that kind of made it official. It's very well drawn. Thank you. Like, Thanks. really, I would never do something like that. <laughs> you could. You'd do anything to put your mind to, Laws. Mm, I wouldn't put my mind to that, though. <laughs> <laughs> I did buy some paint the other day. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, did you think that was random? I forgot to talk to you about that. Um, look, I was like, actually had FOMO because I was like, this is the kind we can of do Friday it together. afternoon <laughs> you know, activity that I would love to be a part of in the office. But um, when you shared oh my your God, section no, of the table. I meant I actually bought paint. Oh, from a shop. Oh, no, I didn't know that. Yeah. I'm, I, I was going to say, about. how did you see it? Like, are you <laughs> no, like having a camera in my house or something? <laughs> <laughs> the group activity you oh, did. Oh, no. Yeah, I oh, was inspired yeah. by it. So I've got some paints. If you come over, you can paint with me. <laughs> I think I was just trying to make my house more kid-friendly, but, like, Harvey's <laughs> obviously not ready not for, for nice acrylic paints. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> anyway, 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 we diverse, but we're going back. Diverge or diverge? Diverge. Definitely diverge. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, lucky you're not asking me any questions because I don't know what would happen. Okay, so I want to start with mm-hmm. the best and worst thing about labour okay. that you didn't expect. Okay. 
I did not expect to enjoy the pushing stage so much. Yeah, it's really funny. Yes. Actually, when you told me that, I was like, okay. Yes, so that was literally <laughs> my favourite part of labour, um, which I, it's actually quite common. I feel like a lot of women end up saying that because it's, you know, quite a process, mm-hmm. then when it comes to the, the last kind of bit, it actually is almost like a release when... It's you like know. the last K of a marathon, like you totally. know it's ending. Exactly. Then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I just smiled and like laughed my way through the <laughs> you were, were you Josh said you were grinning. <laughs> I was full grinning. I like was really enjoying it, really, really enjoying it. And, you know, there was reasons for that, which I'm sure we'll get into. Um, but that was definitely my favourite part. And then my least favourite part, there was probably – there was one part. Um, I ended up having an epidural. Yes, and one kind of side effect of the epidural plus adrenaline and everything um, can be these like uncontrollable shakes. And I got the shakes and I had them for over two hours. And during my shakes, I also threw up. And because I'd had the epidural, I was, you know, kind of numb from the waist down. And so I had to sit down and like couldn't lunge forward like you would if you were throwing up. Mm. Um, and I was kind of reclined back in the bed throwing up into a hospital bag one of those little plastic spew bags um while shaking so Mm. that was definitely probably my least favorite part of the entire labor and you were full shaking like when Steph says shaking she wasn't just like like a little bit of a shiver on a winter's day your teeth were chattering like it was like you were I don't yeah. know, but I've never seen you like that before. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And the only reason she's seen me like that is because Josh decided to film it because there was little parts of my labour that he wanted to kind of capture so that I could kind of look back. But then also you could say when you were telling me you were shivering yeah. and I was like, oh, sure, yeah, sure, yeah, yeah. you were shivering. Like, like, and then I he showed me in the video. I'm like, oh, my God, you were shivering. shivering. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So that's the, the best and one so of that, the worst. And that's just a side effect of the epidural. It doesn't affect your health or anything. It was just no. something that might happen and – and I could have happened. I might be wrong here, but I think it can also happen to people who don't have the epidural and it's just an adrenaline thing. I, th- mm-hmm. I think. Okay. I'm not, I'm not sure. Actually, okay. I learned that in Australian Birth Stories, your episode. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. It's a combination. <laughs> anyway, so now, mm. did it go as planned? So I tried to go into birth without a plan. Like I tried yes. to go in as chillaxed and you know go with the flow as possible um and I I still pretty much did but there was things that I um I didn't really want to necessarily go down that Mm -hmm. path kind of thing so I'd planned to go in uh have a vaginal birth you know um I I wanted to go spontaneously into labor you know have my waters break at home or something Mm -hmm. and you know have that whole experience and um I also wanted to avoid things like epidural or inductions and all that sort of stuff I Basically, I wanted the most kind of. Uh, do you want water? What, what do you mean water? Like have a in the water a bath one. Oh, I, yeah, it's I mean a yeah, water bath. That is actually <laughs> that was something that I had in my plans that I, I wanted to be able to kind of you know be in the shower. Um, we had little things like you know I wanted Josh to be able to deliver him. I wanted to have mm-hmm. skin on skin after all those little points. But I still wasn't like super against anything as well. Yes. Like at the end of the day, I just wanted whatever was best for Harvey and um, also myself. Mm. And was I had all the trust in the world with my obstetrician Amanda. So um, what ended up happening, I suppose, what was the first thing that I suppose didn't go to plan mm. in a way um, was that Harvey didn't come 
at 40 weeks or even as I expected didn't come before 40 weeks because yes, I was definitely didn't come at 36 prepared. 37 <laughs> <laughs> which like you know for people who are like why would you have expected that um I know pregnancy isn't you know genetic but my mum went four weeks early with my brother um and three weeks early with me and so I was just kind of in my head prepared for it you know I didn't necessarily think I was going to follow her footsteps but I was prepared like we had the hospital bags packed and everything but then when and it work didn't help. I feel no, like yeah. with kick because we had to we have to plan, plan so things. much. I think because we were like he might you might go early. Mm, mm. We then made plans around you going early, yeah, yeah. which obviously we had to do. But I feel like that wouldn't have helped because it was more like things in concrete about yeah. when you were totally go and just like things in general, like just trying to because I wasn't taking like a mat leave. You know, usually people mm. you know might take from thirty seven or thirty eight weeks onwards off mm. for a while, and so it doesn't really matter when they go from there whereas for me it wasn't like that like I still needed to plan Mm. things um so I think you're right I think having that in the back of my mind as well was kind of like oh this is this is so weird and I just really didn't know when it's gonna happen anyway I hit 40 weeks um and I went in for a stretch and sweep which for people who don't know what that is it's basically like an internal vaginal check where they see where your cervix is at and Mm -hmm. um kind of literally exactly how it sounds do a little bit of a stretch if they can and sweet and sweet um but they can't do it if you're not dilated at mm-hmm. all um and I was only like half a centimeter dilated so she couldn't really do a proper one she didn't she didn't do a proper one she just kind of checked where I was at um and when she saw that I was that she kind of started the conversation of this is my obstetrician started the conversation of inductions and you know um, kind of an exit plan. Options. Options, exactly. So, you know, Steph, you if we're getting close to 41 weeks or even over that, you know, is there a certain date that you think you'll be ready or, um, you know, do you want to really wait it out? Um, and then kind of spoke about different options of induction. And so we both kind of agreed to wait out the 40 weeks and, mm-hmm. and wait till at least 41 weeks kind of thing. But in that 40th week, 40th week, um, I was starting to really struggle. Like I was struggling in the 39th week as well. Mentally, I was just not in the place that I wanted to be prior to birth. Like I, I had been positive throughout my entire pregnancy. And then it's like something switched at 39 weeks. And I just, there was like days where I felt almost depressed and like, just was like confused as to why I was feeling so down. And then I'd get upset at myself for feeling down because, you know, it should be such a magical time Mm. that I should just let things happen as they happen. But I put all this pressure on myself, um, you know, for why he wasn't coming. And, and I was trying all these home remedies that people had promised me would work. And then when they didn't, I was like, just getting down on myself. And it took me a while to realize that Mm. that was just probably not the right thing for me to be doing and that's when I took some time off social media um and that would have stressed you out yeah. a bit. does stress it stop it can it can but it yes. doesn't always so then doesn't were you always. thinking like oh my god I've, I'm stressed which is like I'm not bad and like I yeah. don't help it yeah oh my goodness exactly yeah and it, it yeah it absolutely can because it kind of like blocks the hormones that mm. should be helping you kind of go into natural labor um spontaneous labor sorry mm. um So, yeah, it was all just kind of going around in circles and stressing me out. And she could see that. She could see that I was kind of like emotionally and mentally uh, exhausted. Mm. And so we kind of agreed that 41 weeks I was – 
yep, I was going to be ready for this to happen. So we booked in the induction date for 41 weeks and then just left, you know, the 40th week to see what happened, if anything happened naturally, um, spontaneously, and it, and it didn't. So um, went in on the Sunday, which was the night before I hit 41 weeks, to kind of start that process and got a thing called Cervidil, which was supposed to help my cervix because, once again, we did a last check right before that um, just to see, like, if there was any last-minute mm. chance of, you know, spontaneously going into labour and I was still like nothing happened mm. um and so yeah so she we did what's called cervidil which is it kind of is like a ribbon almost they put it inside you like a tampon mm. and it's got this like hormone gel on it and it's supposed to ripen your cervix overnight it's like a beach yes <laughs> so it's supposed to like um efface your cervix which basically means like what your cervix is kind of like is like a tunnel almost that's you know x centimeters long um and then it it dilates at the end Mm. so this tunnel has to thin out and get shorter and then dilate does it get thinner when you have your period is that uh i don't know your cervix wall that i I feel like it is i don't know i'm i'm gonna say i don't know okay sure (laughs) i don't really know either continue Um, but, but basically it has to thin out and dilate to to give birth vaginally yes um and to go into labor and everything like that um it 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 helps that something happens mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway the cervidil sometimes can help ripen the cervix to a point that actually then sets your body into spontaneous mm-hmm. labor and you don't need any other form of induction for me we did the check at 6 30 a.m the next morning and again <laughs> my cervix was being stubborn mm-hmm. i think it was like at one centimeter or something like that so like half a centimeter had changed um so at that point we decided to break my waters which was a really funny process, Laura. I think <laughs> I would have like you. I wish this is the one thing that Josh and I were like. I wish we filmed this part because it was the funniest. And it's with part an actual pin, isn't it? Like yeah, a, it's like a looks like a needle with a hook on it, like a hook, like a sewing needle. Oh. That's kind of what it looked like. I mean, did I didn't really look. Did to Josh be get to do it or no? <laughs> it's very like it's a very serious procedure. Like if they I did like the wrong would, thing, okay? Because I would like, that was something I would like. <laughs> no um but yeah it just kind of felt like it didn't feel like I'd weed myself but like I just felt like what time was this in the morning yeah this is at like I don't know probably 7 30 a.m or something yes okay um so we did that and it was really funny because as I was getting out of bed I felt it just start to like run down my legs um (laughs) and then every time I laughed or giggled more would like come out (laughs) and I would just have to like clear yeah it's like a I mean, not completely clear, Did but it's smell basically funny? clear. Everyone said Did that. Did you smell it or no? no. You went like on the ground it. like, <laughs> no, that would have been very weird, very odd. Did no. you collect it? Can you drink it? Not like, very weird questions coming from you, Laws. <laughs> no and no. That's what I'm here for. That no. wasn't in the community, by the way. No, but okay. people had said to me like prior to, you know, getting the induction, everyone, everyone was like, no, you don't want your waters to break in public because they smell but when they broke in the hospital, I promise you, like, neither of us smelled anything. And did I it just asked smell like water that's been in you for a while? It didn't smell like anything. Like, <laughs> didn't smell. I'm sure that's probably what it smells like, yes. Okay. Like, if you've left it in a drink bottle for about 12 months. Probably worse than know? that because <laughs> it's internal in your body. Um, but then, like, so basically my waters, like, continued to break for the rest of the labour. Mm-hmm. But, like, at the start, I was wearing, like, um, I, I'm so – I just laugh at myself what I went in prepared with. I went – I took, like, three – maternity no sorry not maternity I took in three um period undies yeah right and like 
a packet of like normal pads and I seriously thought that that was like gonna get me through labor but I tell you it was like so I this is a tip for drenched. your um absolutely a massive tip bag take a lot take some of more. big underwear okay and um, maternity pads or disposable even yep. better um and don't worry about pads because they they give you these hospital ones they don't actually like stick to your undies but you okay. shove like six in there like because there's a lot of is there's this a lot when of your liquid. water's breaking is yes. this where we okay we're yeah, 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 yeah. that's so where it's we're just at. The, the non yours didn't smell but the possible smelling water <laughs> of oh course yours didn't smell Seth oh is probably going to be made into a perfume the hospital probably kept it you it's like it had glitter in it <laughs> smell like roses but um yeah there was just I just can't believe that I thought three you know bloody reusable um undies were gonna be fine they were not i my mom ended up dropping off a whole bag of like josh's underwear because oh, just for comfort yeah for comfort and because they were bigger i could shove more pads in there like because they're, they're very shorts. comfy yeah anyway so that was water's breaking um water's breaking definitely kicked into active labor which got me really mm-hmm. excited and i was like this is all happening mm-hmm. i'm really excited um but then my um contraction started to slow down and that's when we went for the other form of induction, which was a hormone drip, which I've forgotten the name of. But um, basically what the drip does, you start it on a lower, low level because everyone's body reacts differently mm. to it. Um, but it kicks you into like quite strong active labour and mm. strong contractions, um, a.k.a. painful contractions. What time was this? Uh, this was at about 10.30. Yeah. Right. Which yeah. is actually at this morning. time, no, this is not about me, but no. I was at work yeah. and I was like, this is so weird. Steph's in labour and I'm at my desk. Yeah. <laughs> and I knew you didn't want to go on your phone, so I didn't text you. And I was like, oh my God, <laughs> I'm dying. Anyway, continue. <laughs> continue. And but so, you were having contractions from the yeah, trip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so they did really make a huge difference and mm-hmm. like definitely felt the difference. But again, I was still so excited. Um, and then. you were, Can I just say? Yeah. When I was chatting to you before, because I mean, obviously I haven't been pregnant before, but mm. I, and obviously it's a very amazing thing to become pregnant, but I, I feel like I'm going to want to blink. If I could choose to blink in my labia over, that would be it. Like, I'm not going to be excited yeah. to go through There's a lot excruciating of people that like that, 100%. pain. 100%. You, a lot of those people. <laughs> Yes. Apparently, before you left for the hospital, were walking around like it was your netball grand final, <laughs> and you were about to go to the stadium. I did. I felt really like I'm going to need up. some of those vibes from you <laughs> because it's pretty impressive. I was just really excited to see how it went, um, and I don't know. So that's actually one thing. Oh, I'll, I'll say this at the end, actually, because it was something that I learnt after everything. So I'll get into that. But I, I actually don't even have that question, <laughs> so it'll be up to me. Not joking. Uh, <laughs> not joking. Um, you all say that at the end. But basically, um, then what happened was I, you know, labour was getting pretty, pretty hectic, pretty hard. Um, and pretty tiring, but mm. I was able to be quite mobile, which was my plan. Yes. Um, and I was in and out of the shower and the shower was my best friend. My sh- The shower was like, it really got me through the contractions. Did you just have it on the whole time? No. Just You're not allowed because of water restriction? No, nah, there's no, like, honestly, if there's no <laughs> restrictions, I was probably in there for about eight hours of I the, was of the thinking, entire labour. So I did have a thought about this. Does anyone work at a hospital because what's your water bill? It would be a lot. Because it I was thinking, be like, you'd have the shower on for, you know, as you said, eight hours. I think my midwife literally even said, no restrictions here. <laughs> and I was like, cool, because I don't want to get out. Yeah, I mean, you need yeah, it. But I just, yeah. I did think of it. That was a thought that came to my no, strange mind. I wonder how much water the hospital Probably a lot. I'm really bad now, 
Yeah. Anyway, continue. No, don't feel bad because you, it was the thing getting you. It's one yeah, time. It however many kids you have, yes. that's how many times you're going to do yes. it. You don't have an eight-hour shower. No, absolutely <laughs> not. Especially not now. I don't have time for that. Continue, continue. Um, but basically, yeah, it just helped me through the contractions. Um, and I would spend like a little bit of time there, a little bit of time, you know, swaying or walking back and forth in the bed. But then what happened? I had this monitor on that allowed me to be quite mobile and you know go into the, the water expensive and stuff like one? that this yes yeah. apparently it's very expensive um i would say that would be confirmed yeah <laughs> <laughs> and when i would go into the bathroom unfortunately this monitor um for harvey's heartbeat that part of the monitor kept dropping out when i was in the bathroom and that was really concerning to them obvious for mm. obvious reasons mm-hmm. like they needed to know where he was at at all times um so they said they basically had said like steph you're gonna have to stay in the room like you can't go in the shower anymore and I I think I almost cried because because I knew how much it was helping me yeah and how much like I hated the contractions Mm. not when I was in the shower but um but then obviously I was like you know whatever I need to do I totally understood that they needed to see Harvey's thing but my obstetrician knew how much I wanted to be in the shower and the midwife could even see that in the times that I was in the shower versus the period of time that I was like on the bed you could see that my contractions were actually a lot more regular and kind of progressing better when I was in the shower because I was managing them better. Do you do anything when you could, like, are you meant to do something when you're having you're supposed to breathe and relax. Oh, so you're not meant to be pushing yet? No, 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 no. Oh my no, God, no, I no. thought every contraction had oh to be God, like, no. absolutely not. To try not. and stretch. No, absolutely not. Oh, you no. just breathe. Okay, yeah, sure. Yeah. Okay. So like the idea of labour is your uterus is like contracting and like tightening and you just have to breathe through it because if you tense up, then like your cervix isn't going to, you know, do its thing and the baby's not going to move down like it needs to and all that sort of stuff. So you have to like breathe through the pain basically. Um, And so I was progressing a lot better when I was in the shower versus in the bed. So Mm -hmm. they were like, you know, it's not just something for you. It's actually better for Harvey as Mm. well if you're more chill. So Mm – they got me a new monitor to try, stuck it, it down on me like there was no tomorrow. But before they stuck it down, it was really interesting. They had to use this thing. It was almost like a little bit of sandpaper. Like they literally had to sandpaper my belly to oh, make it so rough. so it doesn't go – Because yeah. your belly's like full of moisturiser. So essential oils. So it just slide straight off. Yeah. Because you've got smooth <laughs> – you probably have the smoothest skin ever. They were like, who's this lady? <laughs> I don't But, um, yeah, they do that before they use the tape. But – because I had to do it twice, like my skin was so raw the second time around. Yeah. Like as you can have imagine, have you been moisturising? <laughs> I have been. I have been. This is what I'm preparing for. That's why I don't moisturise. <laughs> so you have rough skin yeah. for the monitor. Yeah. Great. Um, anyway, lucky the monitor worked, okay. and so I was able to continue my labour in and out of the shower, mm-hmm. which made me very happy. Um, but it got to about three o'clock, and I was really struggling at this point. Like I was trying to sleep between the contractions but I couldn't because my contractions were happening were they, five yes, times every so, 10 minutes yeah like how are you gonna like, have a nap in between there yeah it was basically a minute on minute off so and the worst part about contractions is as soon as one finishes you know another one's coming and you don't know mm. how many more you got to go it's mm-hmm. not like a kick workout where you know you've got 45 <laughs> seconds of burpees and as much as you hate burpees you know there's only 45 yeah. seconds left it's not like that it's like you breathe through it and you can kind of talk yourself through it at that point, but then you know as soon as you're done and you might have a bit of a break, it's like another one's coming. It kind of got to that point mm-hmm. and I was really struggling both physically and mentally. My eyes were like rolling into the back of my head. I was like falling asleep in the shower, mm. trying to fall asleep on the bed and then was like crying when the next contraction came. Mm. Um, and this is when Amanda did another internal check and realised... I feel like this was actually 6 o'clock. No, it was yeah. 3. It was... 
like 3.30. Yeah, it was in the afternoon when she did okay, my okay, okay. check. Okay, okay, okay. But this this was the point where she was like, okay, Steph. Because you'd already been in labour for since 7.30. Seven seven, so yeah. how many? Eight hours. That's a yeah. long time. Yeah, and it was because – so if I was in like spontaneous labour, mm. like it's a little bit different. When you're induced, it can bring on like strong active labour. It's, yes. It's quite like full on. Yes. Um, like a lot of the midwives are saying like – Oh, you know, you're induced. Like this is this is what it is. This is a induced. lot. This yep. is a lot, okay. but this is what it is yep. commonly for yep. an induction. So, um, yeah. So it was it was a lot, and she said that I was two centimeters dilated, which is kind of like what you're dilated when you're at home still and you don't go to the hospital yet. You're in early labor, so it's like my body was in strong active labor, ready to go, and I was in You'd pain. You'd done eight tired. hours of work and you had no results. <laughs> yeah, yet. not that Literally. it's results, but it's like no, you, were, you were just like. Surely I'd be at least yes. eight or whatever. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. I thought I was going to be further along. And I, as soon as she said that, I literally started bawling my eyes out because I Fair knew enough. what that meant. I was like, I'm far from being ready to push and I don't know how, like how much longer I can take mm. this. So she kind of gave me a few extra hours, but that's when she did mention you know, an epidural mm. because she just said, look, um, you know, I know you wanted to be super mobile. You've done that. Like mm. you've been mobile for like eight hours. Mm. We've never seen someone on their feet so much. <laughs> like it's, you know. Um, you're like, do you know who I am? I'm the fitness queen of the no, world. Like you've done you've done that. And, yeah. but now you're at the point where as much as you want to mentally, you know, and tell yourself to breathe through the pain, your body's just tensing up every time now. So it's just not progressing mm-hmm. like we need it to. Um, and I was so tired that I was like, yeah, of absolutely, course. let's do it. Because you also had stayed in the hospital the night before. Yeah. And I'm guessing you didn't get like the best night's sleep of your no, life. Absolutely yeah. not. Cause and you were so excited too, like yeah. it was Christmas Eve. <laughs> the servidor kind of put me into like early stages of labour. So yeah. I was actually getting contractions. They weren't super regular right. and they weren't painful, mm. but they were uncomfortable. So yeah, I did not get the best sleep yeah. the night before. But I, I did still wake up super excited and energised, but did not have the greatest. So you, you're tired. I'm very you're tired. You're very tired yeah. at this point. So anyway, we started the process of getting the epidural. Obviously, in the in the waiting time of that, I continued to get those <laughs> really painful. shitty, painful. What time was your epidural? Was that at six? Uh, yeah, it was about six. Oh, yeah, so yeah, I yeah. know some part yeah, of this yeah, story. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say. Six, yeah. Um, and okay. the thing with an epidural, for anyone that hasn't had one, is you have to be completely still when you have one because there it's like can paralyze you if yes. you don't um, or if, if it's done wrong. Um, anyway, at this point I was still having five contractions every 10 minutes. Um, it's very, very hard to stay still during a t- contraction, but mm. they also can't continue the injection if you have a contraction. So I'm sitting on the edge of the bed, leaning forward, which already is probably my least favorite position to have been in during a contraction. So that already sucked, let alone having the needle, you know, in my back um, and him saying, the anaesthetist saying, you have to stay like mm. dead still, Steph. And like when I thought he said still, I was like, yeah, cool. I'm just leaning forward. But then I'd like start to move my head and stuff during a contraction. He was like, no, 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 no Your still. head like, So you still, couldn't move like, any still. part of you? No, nah, like I had to lean right forward like oh a cat goodness. cow kind of stretch and like stick my spine out. Um, Could you see the needle at this point? No, no, no. I didn't want to okay. look at any of yeah. that. Okay. Josh was very interested, very intrigued. He yeah. took photos and everything, like was really into it. I did not want to see yeah. any of that. Um, so I was just sitting there and I ended up having six contractions during that time because he had to stop every time I had them. And that was that was pretty pretty crappy. Earlier when you asked me what my least favourite time was, mm. other than throwing up, I would have said this, this mm. stage was pretty, pretty shitty. But then once I was on the bed, um, literally five minutes later, I felt what a contraction felt like with an epidural and it was like early labour again. Like it was uncomfortable. I could feel the pressure. I could feel contraction, Mm -hmm. but there was no pain. And I was like, oh my God, why didn't I do this earlier? (laughs) 
But question on that. Yeah. On reflection, yes. do you actually wish you got it earlier or are you happy with when you got it? No, yeah, I think I think I'm happy with when I got it because I had no idea like yes. how much I was dilated. And honestly, if I had been more dilated, I probably would have had some more like mental kind of strength to some be able more, to be like, yeah. I can, you know, do this. Like if she was like, oh, you're seven centimetres dilated, this, mm. is, this means like it couldn't you know, it might only be this many hours or whatever. I mean, still, you don't, you don't ever know. Mm. I might have been more motivated. But when she said two, it mm. was just like all motivation went out the window. Like 100%. it was like, I'm done. Um, so, yeah, I think whilst I was saying that once I got it, no, I wouldn't have changed anything. Yep. Uh, and I think going into, you know, if I do have another child and I, I, I do um Yeah, will you get one straight away? No, I don't think I will. I think I'll see how I go again. Amazing. And just see how things go and, and just know that, it's still an option and it was mm-hmm. a great one for mm-hmm. me. Um, but, yeah, no, I wouldn't, like, just go into it. I still want to see how things go. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, the scariest part of the epidural for me was um, my blood pressure dropped and um, – which, to be honest, I wasn't too concerned about. But what that meant was Harvey's heart rate mm. then dropped. And that was really, really scary um, because I had no idea that that could happen, I suppose. And um, – Josh and I just kept looking at each other. We didn't say anything to each other, but you could just tell, like, the energy in the room. The anaesthetist had to hang around. Usually mm. he would just kind of, like, leave, but he had to hang around. And, like, everyone was kind of just watching the monitor and, like, asking me, like, And they okay, would never Steph, say anything. Yeah. Did they say anything or was this the, the, the vibe? They they had the vibe and they were asking me to, like, turn to a certain position, try mm. that and try that. And that's when I was like, is there something wrong? Like, mm. is something going on? And is he okay? And they were like... Yeah, it's okay. This is this is quite common. This is something that happens, but we have to monitor you because basically what's ha- and that's when they explained, you know, your heart, your blood mm. rate, your blood pressure has dropped, which has affected his heart rate. So we need to get his heart rate back mm. up. So that they were honest with me, but mm. it was after I'd kind of like been like, is "What's going on?" Going on? Yeah, because <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't think they wanted to concern me too yes. much because it's probably something that they see more often than. I'd probably want to know mm. about. <laughs> um, and then I don't know how long that went for. It might have been like five or ten minutes, but it felt like forever because yeah, I was course. so concerned. And literally in my head all I could think about was like, what have I done? Is this because I got the epidural? And I was like, what, like what's going to happen? Anyway, um, it was fine. I it came back up and it was all good. Um, and then I was able to enjoy some dinner and actually sleep. Which What's that for dinner? Um, it was, was it from the hospital? Of, yeah, yeah, it was yeah. just hospital food. But it was like it was like a roast with gravy. Like it was. Oh really my god, like, your yeah. type of meal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, love it. Um, I didn't really eat much of it to be honest. Were you hungry? No. Like, had you eaten since it, like the I'd night had like before? some shapes and like I had a bit of a breakfast before I went into. <laughs> of course, the, you had into, shapes. Yeah, I did. this reminds me of your twenty first birthday. Oh my god, that's so Pizza true. Pizza shapes are the best things I've ever had. It is so true. It must be something I feel like, but I feel like shit. But no, yeah, we took some snacks in there. So I had things like, you know, shapes and like um, those chocolate covered rice wheel things and just like little snacks like that. I knew I wouldn't want to eat like a meal. And again, as much as I said I had dinner, I probably had like three mouthfuls because I just didn't feel like Mm -hmm. eating. But I then slept and that was great. For two hours, is that right? Yeah, I slept for a a good amount of time. Um, And actually around 8pm, so after the epidural had been in, Amanda did another internal check and I'd already got to like five or six centimetres. So it was already doing its thing by relaxing my body. So that was really nice. So you're definitely feeling more motivated because you, you worked for eight hours <laughs> through pain and yeah. you got to 
one, yeah. two centimetres. And then you had dinner and a nap and you got to five. <laughs> yeah. So you were like, this is great. Yes, totally. <laughs> That's a great way of putting it. Um, so I kind of like just kept resting. Josh had a rest as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I woke up to what was another thing like that I was talking about earlier, the uncontrollable shakes. So mm. I woke up to those shakes, was sick, like I said earlier. That was horrible. Um, and the shakes continued until we got to the pushing stage, mm. um, which again was annoying because <laughs> – I wanted to be so excited for that point mm-hmm. and I just wasn't because I was like, I feel like shit. I feel like yeah. crap and I'm shaking and I don't want to feel like this when I'm pushing. But luckily once I started pushing, the shakes went away and as I said earlier, the pushing stage was the best. And that was, wow, a really long way of answering that, that was question. It. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I loved it. I loved it. I didn't know where to stop. But, yeah. Don't stop. <laughs> I loved it. Imagine you were getting to the punchline. I was like, it's time to stop. <laughs> Obviously not. I don't even Loved remember what that. the question was. Did it go the way you had planned? Oh, okay, so well, now you told us the way it went. I told you. So now we know. <laughs> I suppose. I suppose. Like looking back at it, I think that I what I learned from it, which is as I said, I'll, I would get to, um, was I did go into it with a really strong mindset and a really mm. like good attitude and everything. Yeah. And a lot of the women best had possible said, attitude. I think yeah. I, you could. <laughs> and a lot of women said that's great. That's going to really help you and all that sort of mm. stuff. But I think what I didn't think about was that no matter how much you go in with mental strength mm. and like your your no matter how much kind of um, pain threshold you mm. you know you might be able to put up with or whatever, um, you can't control your cervix. You know, yeah. like it's got a mind of its own. It's going to do its own thing. And I think that's what I learned. You know, no matter how much I was going to try and push through and whatever, um, my cervix at the end of the day was two centimetres and it didn't look like it was going to progress because my body, as much as my mind could take the strength, I mean, sorry, take the pain, my body was over it and I had no control over that. So I think I've learnt to accept that Mm. and be okay with that and that's, I suppose, the biggest thing that I I suppose didn't go to plan. But you got an angel. (laughs) I did, I got an angel. so gorgeous. (laughs) Another question we have here is, I thought it was funny, did it hurt? I would say... (laughs) Well, because I had the epidural. Before that. Oh, yeah, okay, no, the contractions really hurt. And, like, I think people How much? Like, what are we talking? I don't know how to explain it because it's nothing – it's like nothing I've ever experienced. Okay, compared to period – oh, you don't get bad period pain, I don't really get bad period pain. So, for me, yes, way worse than period Okay. (laughs) But maybe maybe for you it'll be, you know, you're like, oh. Worse than a bad headache? Oh, my God, yeah. No, so it's like – it's – I, I don't know how to explain it, but it's it's like your hot your just the middle of your body just is in a lot of excruciating pain and tightness. I and wish people could see what you're doing right now. You look like a cartoon character who's like about to run out, like with their arms out like muscles. It it just it's just very tense. Very, right. very like the worst kind of constipation or diarrhea like, cramp, but in your uterus. Okay. Like no, that. I and it's like with my when my period pain gets hectic. Mm. It's not like I'm prepared for it. Like it still hurts just as much as the month yeah. before. So I, I don't. I'm not comparing to period pain, but um, I can imagine. Also, speaking of diarrhea and constipation, yeah. anything happen? Oh, anything are you pop out? If I pooed? No, yes, I know it's common and it's, it's totally common. okay. Nothing totally. wrong with it. But I just, I kind of hope she did because I thought it would <laughs> no, be funny I, for me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't. I um, okay. I actually pooed in the early stages of labour, as in like I went while oh. I was having my, I went to the bathroom <laughs> okay. and did it in the toilet. But Wonderful. No, I did Thank not, you for that. Not in the pushing stage. No, no. But I always, I've always thought about that. I always thought, I wonder if I will. 
Yeah. Mm. And especially because you had a photographer there. So imagine they just <laughs> caught, uh, caught one. Yeah. How long was your labour? It's a hard one to answer because it really depends Would, on Wouldn't we just go from 7am? Yeah, I think it was like, oh, I don't know. What, when were your waters broken? What time? Uh, yeah, like 6.30 or 7, something like that. And then I ended up having him at 1.21am. Quick maths, quick maths, <laughs> well, oh, eighteen hours. Yeah, but I think that was pretty quick maths. I think technically <laughs> the like actual like active labour is in like if it was all natural and wasn't induced. Yes, it was probably about twelve. Okay. As in like of when shit started getting serious. So it seems like a long amount of time to yeah, be. Yeah, but people in are pain. in labour for like twenty. I mean, like twenty and forty hours. And honestly, I don't know how they do it. But anyway, is that your labour was quite long? Is that long or not average? <sighs> Well, it was induced, so okay. I think for an induction, it's mm-hmm. kind of longish. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but natural labors are definitely um, can be longer for sure. Longer, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Spontaneous labors, like oh. without induction, can definitely be longer. Dalton told me the average time of labor was fifty hours. I don't know about that Either statistic. Do I. I, was like, honey, I don't know about that statistic. Honey, you, where did you read that? But it also depends on um, – because early labour can go for a really long time. But mm. early labour is like the, the stuff that you can totally – you could go to the shops in mm-hmm. early labour. Like it's fine. As in like your contractions <laughs> you aren't You could go and buy some bread. <laughs> go and buy some shapes. Yeah. Okay, next question. How did it feel when you held Harvey for the first time and was it what everyone says that you just fall in love with this beautiful little creature that came out? I actually feel so bad. I called him an alien an today. Alien. <laughs> but it was in the best way possible, like little Fine. cute We call him many man. things. <laughs> um, yeah, look, I had a really beautiful experience and, you know, having Josh pass, pass him up to my chest and getting to cuddle him and everything like that, um, I, I did have a really beautiful moment but for me it was like you know I heard him cry and I could see him and like just just knowing that that thing had been inside (laughs) me for so long and then it was finally my arms um but it was funny because my um the umbilical cord was kind of on the shorter side and Mm -hmm. so because my placenta was still inside me at that point he was kind of like low on my chest Mm -hmm. and I couldn't see his face for like the first probably like 30 seconds or something because like he was really really low and so Josh was like seeing him and I'm like oh yeah he's really cute but I like Mm -hmm. haven't seen his face yet um and then they kind of maneuvered him and I could see him and that was really beautiful but like I what I will say though is like it I'm still a bit in shock like I'm still I still look at him and I'm like I don't know if you're real like I'm the way I've kind of said it to I might have said this to you Laws so I'm sorry if I'm repeating myself but I don't remember if I I'd feel said like it a to lot you. of the private conversations we have are <laughs> always are here, on which here. is really fine <laughs> really fine <laughs> imagine we just you just kept it you're like Laura I've told you my birth story so it's not going in the podcast, going in the podcast. <laughs> um no but he um you know when you're on a holiday and you're really enjoying mm-hmm. yourself and it's amazing but you know it's like you've got that feeling that you've got to go back to reality mm-hmm. like it's not it's not your reality I'm still in that, like, I still feel like that. I still keep looking at him and keep looking at my life right now. And I'm like, but is this all a dream? And, like, next week am I just going to go back to what normality was? But then I just keep playing, like, Aww. oh, my God, no, it, this is my new normality. This is my reality. This is – he's going to be in my life for forever now. This mm-hmm. is it. This is happening. Um, yeah, it's still so surreal, so surreal. He's, I, I also think when I see you with him, I'm like – you have a child. <laughs> it's like, whoa. Yeah, it's going to take some getting used to And it. it's weird because I thought I – now I can't imagine you not having – like when you said – you sent me a message and said mm. he's two weeks old. Mm. I'd already told someone that day he was three or four weeks old. <laughs> 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 I feel like he's been around forever now. Yeah. 
Okay, next question. Oh, I like this question. Okay, so did you feel informed enough after you had him? Were you like, I wish I read more, I wish I watched more, I wish Mm. I was – or were you happy with your level of education (laughs) leading into the birth? Um, I mean, like there was little things that I wasn't as aware of, like that might have been like said to me but I probably didn't – take on board as much like for mm-hmm. example the induction mm. you know can be quite hectic I, I feel like I ignored that mm-hmm. and I just thought that you know it was going to be like totally fine and um I didn't know much about different side effects of the epidural I mm. think just because I was stubborn and I didn't think I was going to get it I didn't think yes. to look into it yeah. and it's not and it's not like you probably need, needed it so maybe it was yeah. better that you didn't look at them because sometimes to be honest, side effects is really scary 100 yeah. percent. if I had known about all those things mm. I probably would have been even more scared to mm-hmm. take that so don't necessarily feel bad. I don't necessarily feel bad, sorry, about not knowing those mm-hmm. sort of things. What I am really happy that I read up on is this like newborn period, mm. as in like being a mum in the newborn period. And I know I'm only speaking from, you know, two and a bit weeks um, and it's going to continue to change and it's going to be a bit of a roller coaster from here. But I read up so much on that kind of experience mm. and the really raw moments that can happen and how lonely or depressing and all these different things like that can happen in a newborn stage. I think because I read about kind of these, you know, not so magical, beautiful mm. rainbow moments, um, I prepared myself for, I want to say the worst, but really, you know, it's a blessing and mm. you know, everything's a blessing. Um, and so now, and I've had a really beautiful experience mm. and, you know, with no health risks or anything, so it's been great, but... I've really enjoyed every moment. Like I literally got pooed on at 4am the other day and I still enjoyed it, which is very (laughs) weird to say. But like, yeah, I mean, there's, you know, there's moments, there's fragile Mm -hmm. moments where Josh and I are like, you know, so tired and I like kick him in the bed and be like, it's your turn. Like, cause I'm just so tired. And then he's like, Hey, like, you know, calm, calm down. And then I just have to like take a moment and breathe. Like Mm. they're absolutely still happening. But then I just hold him in my arms and I'm suddenly happy again. Like, so, yeah, I'm glad I kind of prepared myself for this stage because mm. I'm actually finding all of this um, not harder but, like, I find it easier because I was expecting it to be harder, yes, if that makes sense. Yes, you had very low expectations, <laughs> yeah. as in, like, you had low expectations about how you'd feel and yeah. now because you feel happy it's yeah. like, oh, you yeah, feel I'm really like happy that I'm yeah. happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One, and because there was a question about if you had the – is it the – someone's asked if you had the emotional fourth day dip. Is it fourth or third? Yeah, it's or around off, yeah, around okay. then. And you I was emotional, but more so in the way that like I would just cry of anything. Like cry happiness, cry. Like, happiness cry. Yeah, okay. I was but I was very tired. The third day was the day that my mom came and like took him and oh, we got a nap. Wendy. So that just made my life. It was so nice. Um but yeah, no, definitely it's exactly what people say. You know, that third day is super emotional, don't mm. let anyone visit kind of thing, and then um, you know, your milk will start to come in and then everything changes again. Like, so yeah, absolutely. Like prepare yourself for that first week um, whilst you're on a high mm. and like you really, it's amazing. Everything's amazing. Um, it's nice to know what you're in for. <laughs> <laughs> and what has the hardest part of motherhood been so far? If there is one. <sighs> um. Well, again, I'm only speaking from like two weeks, so... I'm sure it's yet to come, to be mm. honest. But um, I don't think I was prepared for the nipple pain. Like I, oh yeah, you said you had scabs on your nipples. Yeah, I did. Yeah, did you take any I pictures? You didn't have. No, you didn't. Not of the scabs. No, I would have liked. Some <laughs> <laughs> People are like, what the heck do you send me? That was so funny. I, I, your boobs have grown 
oh, quite yeah. a bit. Like when I catch up with you, and <laughs> yeah, I literally can't stop looking at them. I'm like, oh my god, look how big they are. Yeah, they yeah. When especially when they're like full and he's ready for a feed, they they're quite large. Um, but it's just it. They yeah, my nipples really really mm. hurt, and it was he was a bit of a comfort sucker, so he kind of destroyed my nipples in the first week. But um, I. I mean, I'm lucky that he's even latching and that he's feeding. Yeah. So, I, I, you know, and my nipples are, are getting used to it now and I'm getting used mm-hmm. to it, so it's fine now. But, um, yeah, now I'm just dealing with different things like hemorrhoids and... Do you have hemorrhoids? Yeah, hemorrhoids? Yeah, yeah, yeah That's so. blood clots from your butt, isn't it? It's basically like what I'm experiencing is in like they can be really bad and yeah. then they can be not so bad. Mine's just like I feel a little bit like constipated and then it kind of hurts to go to the toilet mm. and then like sometimes there's a little bit blood this is a lot of tmi not like a large um, um clot, like a large thing though. no i'm not like yeah and it's not like if you looked at my butt when i think of hemorrhoids something. i think of um the only people i know that have got hemorrhoids mm. is people at the gym who like don't use the belt you know you oh, the belt like at the, the gym like when you're muscle building <laughs> yeah, and like you need to wear the belt because you get hemorrhoids yeah. <laughs> okay no it's not like that <laughs> <laughs> it's just like a bit uncomfortable okay um and then also because I you know gave birth vaginally um I'm like finding that the days that I'm doing more or like mm. you know going out more or walking more or doing more chores um spending more time vertical basically um I'm feeling extre- extremely uncomfortable at the end of the day and I've spoken to Ash who's our kick physio mm-hmm. and who was my physio during our pregnancy and she was like yep well you know Gave birth two weeks ago, so, so stop doing. Th- yeah. Be horizontal. <laughs> you were at my house last Friday, one week ago. So Harvey was a week n- old. Yeah, <laughs> and you were trying to put. We had pizza takeaway, and you were trying to put all the pizza boxes away. And I was like, "Please stop! Please it's one of stop! Those- <laughs> Please stop!" And then everyone was like, "Laura, like, don't be so aggressive." And I was like, "No, it's actually not. Like, it's just like, don't." <laughs> it's funny though because like you're just a doer, but you just yeah, need to stop. But doing. there's moments where like you feel completely normal, and so you're just like, "I'm <laughs> fine. I want to do next this." Day. And then like an hour later, you're like, mm, "I can feel that now." Anyway, so, vagina wise, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You had a little tear, but it was internal. Yes, I was very, very lucky. Again, because of the epidural, um, Amanda was like able to, you know, do a lot of stretching and like <laughs> make it, you know, I should open laugh, more. But it's really funny. That's, but I mean, at least the epidural because that would have hurt. Yes, yeah. she said that if she didn't give me the epidural and it was just, you know, vaginal mm. without any drugs, I would have been like, "What the hell are you doing? Like, yeah. stop that!" Isn't like that would have been very uncomfortable. So. Um, I suppose another positive to my epidural experience was that um, it, it helped with my tear and, yeah, it was only internal and I think it was only two stitches in the end. So they were uncomfortable though. I remember the first couple of um, days after labour, which in my head I would expect to be the most painful mm-hmm. um, because it was kind of swollen down there. Couldn't really feel much, okay. you know, like maybe you heard a little bit to wee but couldn't really feel much. But then when mm. the swelling went down, that's when I could like feel the, the like the knot of the stitches oh. and like – that was uncomfortable. That was like scratchy and like uncomfortable, yeah. and that was. Are they still like, in there? No, I think they've dissolved by now. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm like uncomfortable still, but it's not the stitches anymore. It's just my vagina. It's a bit stretched. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Have you had sex yet? No, no absolutely not. No, it's no, like when I let you go for a run, like <laughs> the week after you gave birth. They tell you um, before you leave hospital. They're basically like. So um, nothing internal for six weeks. <laughs> <laughs> they say like don't use tampons, but you know that they mean like don't, don't try and have yeah, sex. Okay. Um, so they advise you to wait till six weeks and then you have a six-week checkup and then if you're all good, that's when they can. That's when they say you can if you want to. Okay. But a lot of women still don't for a while mm. because it can be quite traumatic and I can kind of see that right Do now. Do you have a – there was a question which I had to include. Mm. 
Are you turned off by sexual things? <laughs> I'm guessing by things you mean Josh. Yeah, like, look, it's... Like, are you like, oh, my God, I can't wait for the six week? Mm. Like, where's your hormones at? I It's... I just... I mean, like, look, I, I, I miss him and I miss <laughs> I miss that because we also yeah. didn't really... I mean, we did it a, a few times towards the end of pregnancy. Yeah, but you we were, yeah, you know, yeah. It was almost trying it's to just bring on labour. It wasn't, like, <laughs> super sexual. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, like, it's been a while since we've mm. had, like our normal you know <laughs> normal sex life um so like I'm I am looking forward to it but like at the same time I'm not rushing right now yes. the way I feel right now I have no interest yeah like fair. zero interest yeah fair in sex yeah fair <laughs> also but I'm terrified to get pregnant again like they say you're super fertile yes. <laughs> so that'll be yeah another thing what to do in between that time do people go back on contraception yeah, is yeah, that yeah, so you're just, just like back to normal yeah like you just normal, go back to your normal contraception normal i mean vibes. unless you want to have another baby straight away yeah yeah oh well there you go okay yeah. interesting thank you for answering that question okay this is a good question mm-hmm. actually it, yeah it's a good question okay <laughs> i was gonna swap them around but i'll start with this one so um one of the things the first things you said to me when i got to the hospital room uh no hotel, hotel chadston room, room. Yeah. i visited a hotel yeah, chadston it was very lovely and fancy. Um, I don't know why I'm speaking like that. But you said Josh was just incredible. He was. He was. He was. He was amazing. Like, not that I didn't expect him to be, mm-hmm. um, but he was literally there every single step of the way. And then even when I was, you know, it was the end of the day and I was going to go down for a nap with the epidural, I was like, I had to like force him to also nap. Like, he was like, no, no, no it's fine. And I was like, they're, they've literally brought a pullout in here for you mm. to go to sleep. Like you've also been up this entire time. Mm-hmm. Have a break. You've been on your feet this whole time. And, um, yeah, it's almost like he thought like, no, I'm not the one that's working hard, so like I'll just stay up. But I'm like I could be still pushing at like, you know, 6 a.m. tomorrow. So like yeah. let's, you know, have a rest. Um, but he was amazing. He was there every second. He was there offering me water. He was, you know, pressuring pushing pressure points, massaging me, asking me if I needed anything, talking me through it, encouraging me mm. the whole time, like the entire way through. And then even the night that I went in, um, the pullout bed that he had, it was this really, really old school, like, you know, one of those ones that would have been in like an old 70s home that you pulled out and it like was really springy and the bed was more narrow than, you know, Harvey's cot over there. Like, Okay, really so it tiny. wasn't Hotel Tatson. No, 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 no. This is just like, yeah, yeah, just a – little single old couch bed. that you pull yes. out yeah yeah um and he'd had a bad back like he'd literally just done his neck the night before we went into hospital um oh, I didn't know that yeah 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 and so he like, kind of looked at it and I was like you do not have to stay with me tonight like feel free to go home nothing's gonna happen overnight come back at 6 a.m like when all the stuff actually starts mm-hmm. but he just like didn't want to leave my side so he had a terrible sleep the night before labor as well Aww. so yeah he was just he was a trooper and um also just how interested he was in everything like he was absolutely down where the action was the whole time mm. like wanted to see like when they put my um uh catheter in when I once I had the epidural you have to yes. have a catheter oh, because you can't yeah because you can't go out and go go wee ah, so just you know okay yeah which by the way oh my god I wish I had a catheter throughout my entire third trimester and like didn't have to get out of bed <laughs> I don't six. know what you're gonna say about no 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 like it was just so nice that night that I was still pregnant yes isn't, like before I went into labor yes not having to get up to go to the bathroom was amazing it was amazing just... um 
It was great. Do you feel – you don't feel yourself going with a catheter. It just, like, fills up this bag. And so once I had him and we went back to the room, I, like, actually kept it in the next night. Like, I was like, can I just keep it in? And they were like, yeah, totally. So many women asked for that because it was just – Okay, there you go. so handy. (laughs) It's not easy to go to the Something I didn't know. Anyway, um, but Josh was really interested in, like, watching how that went in and, like, when it came to the um, epidural, really interested in that. And then the pushing and, you know, seeing his head and coming out and pulling him out and every Like, he was just all for everything. He loved it. So – yeah, I'm super grateful for how he was. Did you could yell at him? Because I feel like in the movies it's like it, it makes you seem like you just get so angry yeah, and which you is, like punch or not yeah. like obviously harm, like yeah. violence is not okay, but like yeah. just get really like swearing like, <laughs> stay away from me. I'm sure if he was doing the wrong thing I probably okay, but he would have. So that was the question about tip. Like mm. what if someone's partner is pregnant mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and they're going to be in the – Delivery suite with them. What are the tips? What's yeah? What are your what is the no tos and the go tos? Okay, so the one time that I got frustrated with Josh, which was you know it only happened once, and mm-hmm. then he learned was um, I think I'd asked him he'd offered me water and I said yes, and then he went to go get it, and then I started a contraction. And I was trying to breathe through it and he kept trying to offer it to me. And I literally was like, not right now. And I, I was like, what are you, not right now. And then I think another time he like asked me a question because I was, he said, because I was breathing through it, he didn't even mm. know that I was having one. But that was the only time. So one tip would be do not ask a question during a contraction or mm. try and, and do anything. Don't do anything other than encourage them in a time of contraction. Okay because they don't want to hear or know about anything else. Yeah. And it's really funny because I noticed the midwives, they could see on the monitor when like one was coming or they mm. could read my body language and they knew when one was coming. So they'd be halfway through telling me something and then they'd be like, Stop. one moment. And they'd just step and just like look <laughs> away. And then suddenly my <laughs> contraction would happen. And then as soon as it ended, they'd like continue their, the conversation. So they obviously know. So now know. would you like brave you with your yeah. dinner? <laughs> yeah. So they obviously know like you just don't really speak okay. to a woman other than saying like you're doing amazing, keep yeah. going like. Keep breathing um, during a contraction. Okay. That's a big tip. And then number two, you know, as Josh kind of had said, like that that person is doing a lot of hard work mm. as in like So in don't labor. just have a nap. Don't just like chill on your phone in yeah. the corner. Like it's fine if you don't want to be down where the action is. I totally mm. understand people are queasy. People can't deal with like blood and ooze and gross stuff. That's so fine. But be up with her yeah. by her side and yeah. be there. Like yeah. anytime she needs something, be there. That's mm. they're probably my biggest tips. That's great tips. Mm. I was actually so random as I was driving here. I was like, Josh should just come on this podcast. <laughs> then I forgot when I got here and also I don't know if he would. We need to get Josh here on the pod. <laughs> we'll get him on one day. Well, we can talk about how he's finding fatherhood or something. I don't know. I think like, that's a great one. <laughs> Maybe next week. Anyway. So now for mm. people that have friends who have had babies <clears throat> like me, <laughs> uh, how is the best – What's the best way to support? And yeah. is there anything that people have done mm. and you're like, guys, this is not helping me. Please stop. <laughs> nah, like, okay. So where the- What's f- annoying? Like, tell <laughs> Like, just open up here. No one's going to listen to us. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, no, even if they do, I think, th- I think I've kind of expressed it to them already anyway. But overstaying welcome is definitely the easiest thing that people probably- Have I done Easiest mistake. That? No, 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 no. Are you sure? I'm absolutely sure. How do you tell people sure. they've overstayed their welcome? Um, no, like it's, it's – You not are the weakest over- link. <laughs> it is time to go. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> no, it's like it's just 
Yeah, like I we, okay, okay. I'm like really struggling to answer this question. Um, we are the first in our family. You don't family. have to feel comfortable. You don't have to because like no, you don't no, want to like throw like your no, great uncle like, under the bus. As here. I said, I've been honest with all of them. We are the first in our family and our friendship group to yes. have a kid. So like I totally understand that everyone is so excited and mm. want to meet Harvey and want to cuddle him and want to see us and want to hear all about it. I totally get it. And I would probably be exactly the same. But now that I have experienced it myself, mm-hmm. I will definitely be a different way to my friends or family yeah. when they when it happens for them. As in like I've learnt now okay. what is great. And I think So tell us a few tips. Okay. Definitely always ask before showing up. Never Yeah, I've showed ever. up before. No, I've no, shown no. up before but you I was gonna up, leave stuff on the door. You showed up with like, a bloody hamper <laughs> full of food for our I was gonna pantry, just leave so it on the door. <laughs> that's a very different story. I'm talking like just don't just like pop in and like go because you're in the area and like go okay. for a cup of tea or whatever. Like if you're going to drop by like you did, <laughs> perfect example of a great drop by. You literally restocked our fridge. Okay. That's amazing. Um, so that was another tip. If you're going to go there, like try and do or be helpful in some way. Mm-hmm. So like um, what we've found, what we've been incredibly grateful for is like people that come and visit, you know, they might have brought something with them like a loaf of bread or, mm. a, you know, even milk or like. You're a simple um, girl. Just a loaf just, of no, bread and some milk. I mean? Like something. just something. Yeah. Or, you know, they've, like, while they're having a cup of tea with me, they'll do the dishes or something. Yes. And it's not, I would never want to ask someone to do no. these things, by the way. That's not why I'm, like, saying it on the podcast. But it's But the, if you're it's listening. Those little, <laughs> no. It's those little things yeah. that go, like, a really long way. Um, because if you just kind of go to see your friend and then you've just got the baby in your arms the entire time, mm. but at the same time as having the baby in your arms, you want to talk to that person who's probably incredibly sleep-deprived mm. and really needs a nap for hours like mm. that's other than like having a really great friendship bonding time it's not really doing much to help them mm. at that point and so like I'm just doing no, I'm <laughs> just saying like you know if you're holding the baby like offer you know does the mom want to have a nap at that point yes. or like did, is there something they want to go and mm. do or blah, blah, blah. um like for example um you know how, how my mom came and like literally took Harvey and obviously you you probably aren't comfortable with every single one of your friends being like I'm just gonna take your baby (laughs) down the road you just (laughs) chill um but you know the people that are comfortable like feel free to ask for that and Mm. that sort of thing like I'm sure everyone would be more than happy to do those little acts of things and and it it really does help and does make a massive difference so that's the, the biggest ones and then also um everyone's really different with like you know, if you can hold their baby or yeah. like all that sort of thing. Like for one thing, you know, we were pretty – we're v- really vigilant on things like the um, whooping cough, you know, vaccination. Yeah. So like we asked all our friends and family prior um, to giving birth to have that and totally respect people's, you know. Um, if they didn't. If yeah. they didn't, that's so fine. But for us personally, it just means that those people won't get to cuddle him up close. Yeah. And that's just a personal thing and because mm-hmm. we respect their personal opinion of not getting the vaccination, they respect our mm-hmm. – yeah. So I think just really kind of work out what you're comfortable with mm. and what you're not comfortable with and feel free to say that. And also as a friend, don't feel bad if someone's like, oh, no, you can't hold my baby mm. or like please don't kiss my baby or mm. things like that. Like it's the – How do you feel about kissing of the baby? Uh, like again, like I mean, obviously, if they're a stranger or if not I, a close, I feel like I've I kiss him on the head. Yeah, yeah, but like if they're not a close friend, yeah, don't kiss their baby. Like yeah, that, but that's like because it's just that's like, like don't kiss your, their dog, don't <laughs> kiss their husband, don't kiss. But I mean, their because because you know, holding your baby, you'd feel so awkward to be like, oh no, don't do that. Like you'd, you'd feel a bit weird. <laughs> how to do be you? Like, uh, uh, no. <laughs> how do you tell someone, please don't kiss my baby? 
I mean, like, please try and – I don't know because I, I don't know how to happen, answer that. Because it hasn't happened yet because no one's been near your baby that's mm, not. Nah, and I, I think you can kind of make it obvious with your body language. Like, when I'm out in public or even, like, for example, the kick event, perfect yes. example. There was a lot of people there I didn't know. Yeah. So I just had him on my person at all times. Yes. Or Josh's. Like, even people like you and Bailey, you know, who have held him before yes. were there, but I didn't give him over to you guys to hold. No. Because I didn't want – in know, them to be passed around. Yeah, yeah I yeah, want yeah. people to think like, oh, you know, she's letting people hold him and like let's all ask yes. if we can hold him and all that sort and of stuff. And kiss him. Yeah. <laughs> so like, yeah, just hold them close and, you know, that's fine. It's your decision. I like, that's great <laughs> advice. Okay, so key takeaways from that advice for any friends listening. Oh, also. What? Last tip. You don't have to do a chore or, or bring something, mm. but if you are going to go visit and just visit, just don't be there for long. What? duration is preferred <laughs> for a new mum or does it depend who it is it depends who it is and it depends, <laughs> depends who it is and what it is and what, like, yeah. what time of day it is yeah. and you know how they were the night before like if your friend comes over at 4 30 to record a podcast and no. still here at six but for example today i was yes. going to see a girlfriend was going to come over alana yes. one of my closest girlfriends was going to come over um and just chill with me at lunchtime but i was having a, a very sleep. unsettled sleep last yeah. night and i just said to her i have no idea what i'm going to be like tomorrow but right now i'm incredibly grumpy and really sleep deprived and I knew that I already had the podcast with Mm, you which I I, told you you could cancel I know I know and um and so I just said to her like can we do another day and she was of course totally fine she was like you don't have to say sorry well I had a nap so I feel better I feel like you're in a great mood I feel better Better than my mood I think (laughs) but I've 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 rested today how long did you nap for um probably only 40 minutes yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, but like, the, yeah. Anyway, so I'm 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 fine. I'm good. Mm. But like, she took that really well. She, I mean, she was like, oh my god, don't be sorry. She's, a, yeah, That's so she's fine. great. You know. Yeah. So if you're a friend, don't take it personally mm-hmm. if they say if your other friend says, mm-hmm. "Can you not come over today?" Mm-hmm. It's not a personal thing. Last question: mm-hmm. How did you manage the hospital? I don't know. It's the last question. It is the last question. Mm-hmm. How did you manage the hospital slash like hotel? The time when you were. Mm. Five days because mm. I know that time was important to you and to anyone because mm. you because in in and you went private but mm. obviously when, if you go through the public system that time's a bit bit shorter, shorter. yeah and in that time you need to learn everything mm-hmm. from yeah you try to hospital. soak up all the information. so how do you how did you navigate having people or not having people um, well as I said earlier that kind of third day you know we were advised try and have no yes. visitors so that day we I think we just had. My mum came that day and, as I said, she kind of came but didn't really visit. She just came and took her yeah. Um, And then my girlfriends came. But, again, they both came and they were there for probably 45 minutes mm. or something. And they came while we were, like, eating dinner. Okay. You know, so we were up and doing something. Mm-hmm. It was fine. Um, so I think that's, like, one thing is that that kind of third day, like, maybe take less visitors. Um, but in that first week, yeah, I just soaked up – you know, I, I tried <laughs> – I don't want to use the word used, but like I really took advantage of having a midwife available. Of course, and like yeah, of course, yeah. Ask them so many questions. Because your first time, hundred percent, yeah. Um, but also in that time, like you're generally, I mean, I went the private route again, so I'm not sure what happens publicly. But um, you know, we were um, kind of appointed our pediatrician, and we met mm. our pediatrician, so we got to ask him a bunch of questions about like directed at Harvey, mm-hmm. um, and then yeah, continued to ask those questions with the nurses um, whether they were directed for me or Harvey. Um, and I felt really, really prepared going home. Like I was excited to go home, mm. which I was really happy with because I know, especially, you know, the public system where you might have to go home a lot earlier than mm. that, um, 
you can kind of get thrown in the deep end a little mm. bit. And as much as there's still, you know, midwives available and mm. they come and visit you and definitely it's still... You just wanted to take it, you know, like you had five days, so you wanted to make sure you used those five days and learn everything you could. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and particularly because I was breastfeeding, that was like something that I really wanted to like mm. make sure I was kind of doing the right thing and I don't know, making sure he was having enough or that I had mm. a good supply and all that sort of stuff. So that was stuff that I found really interesting and um, mm. hadn't really read up on, so... There's so many yeah. questions. Like even when you were at our house last Friday night and <laughs> you had expressed a little bit of milk mm. into mm-hmm. a bottle mm. and you were feeding – oh, actually, jo- it was the first time yeah. Josh was feeding Harvey yeah. through your breast with your breast milk. And it was seemed like a lot of milk in the bottle. But you were like, oh, my God, like how much is he even meant to dr-? – there's yeah. just so many questions. Yeah. Like is he drinking well, the right speed from the bottle 100%. because your boob obviously like yeah. has its own flow but the bottle was like, like – Imagine if what your boob was, was see through, maybe, yeah. and you could see how it was coming out. Then that would probably be helpful. But yeah, hundred percent. Like half the time, I can hear him gulping, but I'm like, "Is anything coming out?" Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, hundred yeah, no percent. There's so many questions. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it's all it's all really exciting. And the thing is, is you learn along the way. Mm. You, um, you know, for sure, make mistakes and and everything. And um, there's no right or wrong way, really. So mm. Just taking every day as it comes. Love that. Mm. Well, thank you. Thank you. Sorry for the time. This this was this was a longy. Well, you know, it was um, I had a <laughs> had a birth to talk about. So, <laughs> <laughs> that was all. but thank you guys for sending in your questions. There were some really good questions in there. Yeah, they were wonderful. Mm. And I've now always said my welcome. So I'm going to quickly oh spread out. <laughs> I'm like, no, Where's I know. The loaf of bread? No, Let's I know. Go. Oh my god, I know. All I bought was a podcast. Brought was a podcast system. Don't be silly. Um, but thank mm. you so much. You're welcome. Um, and thank you everyone for listening. And uh, would you would you like to finish it off? Because I feel like I've been finishing it off. And sure, 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 sure. Okay. It's time for you right, <laughs> to finish cool. it off. Well, as I was talking about at the start of the podcast, we have launched our pre and postnatal program on um, Keep a Cleaner called Kick Bump, um, which we are really really excited about. So if you are new or expecting mama listening to this podcast, you know feel free to check it out. We have a seven day free mm. trial. So just head to our website or the app on the app store and enjoy um and also obviously keep a cleaner is for everyone so if you're not pregnant you're welcome to enjoy it too and you can also have a seven day free trial um if you'd like to find out more our website is www.keepacleaner.com.au you can find us on instagram at keepacleaner at laura.henshaw or at steph claire smith and we'll be back next week and yes we will be back next week yes i'm very excited to be back (laughs) great outro it's like you never left (laughs) bye guys Bye. Bye.